Chigue, an only way podcast series focusing on current matters in the Mi'kmaq community. Gwei, Akjalasi, Delawisi Sean Doak. Hello and welcome. My name is Sean Doak. I'm a proud member of the Lennox Island First Nation and communications officer with Olnaway. Welcome to Jigue. I'm back as your host, and today I am pleased to be joined by the principal of Mount Stewart Consolidated, Mary Kendrick. We're going to discuss the inaugural Reconciliation Recognition Awards that were handed out last year on behalf of the Epicuit Assembly of Councils. And this new initiative was launched by the Epicuit Assembly of Councils to show their appreciation for the work that's being done to advance reconciliation by individuals, businesses, organizations, and institutions here on PEI, otherwise known as Epicuit to the Mi'kmaq. Welcome, Mary, and thank you very much for your time today. Thanks, Sean, and welcome. So these were the first ever Reconciliation Recognition Awards. What was on your mind when you accepted this award on behalf of Mount Stewart Consolidated School? I think our school was very honored that we received the award. The things that we do are not because we want to get recognition. I think it's more important for us to educate our children and to have our First Nations children have pride in their culture and in who they are. So we are are really wanting to, I think, forward reconciliation. And what has been the goal of partnering with Abigail First Nation over the years? I know that there have been a number of initiatives or or partnerships. Uh, I'm just wondering if maybe you could speak about a few. Certainly. I've been the principal of Mount Stewart Consolidated for seven years. All of that time, and even before my time, I know that our students and our staff have been involved in uh, truth and reconciliation activities. And I can tell you, first of all, I think we begin with our staff. We have had educational presentations for our staff at various times throughout the year, and they've been given by Mi'kmaq elders, by Chief Brian Francis, who is now Senator Brian Francis, by Chief Gould, and various members, I think, of the Mi'kmaq community, especially from the Scotchford First Nations community. All of the children that are in the Scotchford community come to Mount Stewart Consolidated. So we do have a large population of First Nations students. It usually makes up anywhere between 22 and 25% of our school population. So it's very important for me and our school to recognize the culture and the background of the students that come to us from Scotchford. So every year, as a, even for a staff, we begin our year with staff orientation, even before the students come. And we always have a smudge of the staff in the school. And this is given by a Mi'kmaq elder. This past year, it was given by a Stevenson Joe. We have also had, as a staff, we've had a staff sweat, sweat lodge. So I think for me, it's very important that our staff first of all, are educated and also has sensitivity training and also really know about the First Nations culture so that they can certainly promote it and be accepting of it in our school. I know that you focused on building partnerships by integrating culture, dance and songs into school events like assemblies, concerts and graduations, which is a significant effort, definitely. I know there's much recognition also given to Orange Shirt Day, and I'm just wondering if you can tell me a little bit more about some of these activities that the students are involved in. Through the years, we've been involved in Orange Shirt Day activities for sure, but also Truth and Reconciliation activities, which we tended to have early in June, uh, just before National Aboriginal Day. And every year we have the students involved in a lot of activities and we invite an awful lot of um, community members, especially from Scotchford, that come to our school and work with our students. Some of the activities that we've done throughout the years is that we've had Julie Pelshay-Lush, who I think you know is our poet laureate for PEI, has come and she has done Mi'kmaq Legends. She's come and done drumming sessions and dancing sessions. So she's been a friend of our school for many years. Her son Richard has come and he has done lacrosse with our school. He's done 
uh, small group drumming and large group drumming and dance with us. And again, he is someone that has also been at our school many times. The students have themselves learned about smudging, about the seven essential teachings, about the medicine. They've learned about basket making. We've had uh, one of our basket makers from Scotchard, Fran Jadis, has come up and done sessions with them several times. I think we've spent a lot of time learning about regalia and about uh, Mi'kmaq dancing. And many of the times when we have an activity at our school, dancing and drumming are key to that. And I would say several times a year, we have the students dressed in their regalia and talking about their regalia and teaching us their dancing and what have you. This past Truth and Reconciliation Orange Shirt Day, so that would have been September of 2021, we participated and it was a week-long event full of activities. For example, I know there was a, a site nationally that provided lots of activities for students, of which are some of our students that were involved in. And I know Julie Pelshelash was a presenter at one of those we also had Emma Stevens, who is the singer from Eskasoni. Uh, we watched her session. And so there were various sessions that we did watch. But that particular week, we always tend to want to make sure that our students are learning as much as they can. So the grade eights learned how to make bannock on a stick. And so they actually made it and cooked it with one of um, our friends that has been with us a lot of times doing farming and different things. And his name is Breslin Knockwood. I don't know if you know Breslin. Breslin. Yeah. So Breslin came and we made the bannock on a stick and cooked it and ate it. And that was a really neat experience for sure. Mm -hmm. One of the elders from Abbott Scotchford, Junior Peter Paul, came and he made drums with our grade seven class. And I also got to make a drum, which was really wonderful. It took a couple of days and for him and for the students, it was really nice to see the connection with nature and the appreciation of nature when making the drum. He came back the next week and after our drums were dry and set and he honored the animal that the drum came from and he honored the trees in which the drumstick came from. And then we blessed the drums. And I think for the students and for me, knowing the connection between nature and our natural world and our First Nations people, I think is really important. And you can see that through many things that we do. For example, we've been involved many years with the salmon program. And even a couple of years ago, our salmon program was a topic of a, a land and sea episode. So, and so they take the salmon from the time they come to our school, which is usually in January, the eggs come to our school in January and the great force take care of them until they are released in um, June. And it's a, a school-wide event, but it certainly is something that the grade fours learn that that's, they look forward to every year that they are going to be taking care of the salmon. Another thing that happened that that particular Truth and Reconciliation or Orange Shirt Day is that our grade fours learned all about sharing circles. And then they did a nature walk on Pickett's Trail and they gathered sticks and items from nature and each one of them made a talking stick. And so a couple of days after that, they actually met with the rest of the school and they talked about the significance of a talking stick and what a talking stick meant to them. We have um, a coordinator at our school. She's a liaison at our school and her name is Georgina Francis. And she's been with our school for uh, over 15 years. Mm -hmm. And she gave a presentation on sweetgrass and also teaching our students Mi'kmaq numbers. For many years, she has been our choir director, our Mi'kmaq choir director, and our Mi'kmaq choir has been also been recorded. And Sorio Canada been done a Mi'kmaq by our school choir. And every school in PEI now has a recording of the O Canada song by our Mi'kmaq choir. So that's kind of nice. They also did a, a program on TV as well, and they have been 
around and doing various different things. This year had Chief Gould came and spoke on reconciliation. And Chief Gould has come several times to our school. And in fact, he's had a day with our grade sevens and eights where he's talked all about reconciliation and about the significance of learning their history. So he really has done a lot since he has been chief the last couple of years. Also, Senator Brian Francis came back last September and he gave a presentation and a PowerPoint, which was geared more to our older students. So we certainly, through the years, have learned a lot about reconciliation through both Chief and Senator Brian Francis and Chief Gould. I think that our students are always learning about not just an orange shirt day or not just on Truth and Reconciliation Day. We've embraced, I think, the Mi'kmaq culture. And what's really important to me is that our Mi'kmaq children have an opportunity to have pride in their culture and to teach about their culture. And so at various times, we we do have our First Nations children bring the regalia. They talk about the jingle dress and how it's made or the grass dress and how it's made or any of the regalia that they wear. And they talk about the, um, the pouch that they wear on their dress and what that tobacco pouch means and how did they get the tobacco pouch. And I have a whole basket of tobacco pouches that I offer for any time an elder comes to a school. So we certainly do whatever I think we can to embrace, I think, learning more and more about the culture, I think, of our First Nations people drumming for us. And we've had the Red Moon Dancers. We've done Heart Gardens. I think for us, we try to invite people from the community and we've invited, you know, the director of the public schools branch has come in, people from the Department of Education, the Minister of Education has been here and the deputy minister have been here. And so we invite them and others so that they, I think, learn from the children what reconciliation actually means through their eyes. And we've done, I think you I had mentioned to you earlier that we often go to Scotchford and learn at Scotchford. And so when the uh, crosses were there at... The crosses for the 215, the first 215 children that were found. Um, And yeah, I was going to actually ask you about that. So you you took classes down to Scotchfort, right? During that, it was, yes. it was actually a ceremony uh, from my perspective um, yeah. that was held by Abigail First Nation. Yes, yeah, so I was there for the actual ceremony, but then the chief invited the older grades, those who would understand. So it would have been probably grades four, four to eight. They came to the school and had a special session with the chief. And he really explained to them in, in his terms and in their, I guess, at their level, what was happening throughout Canada and why I think that we honor, why we remember, why we are participating, I think, in in events and activities that promote, I guess, knowledge and reconciliation. And for the students, they walked among the crosses. They tried to understand that they represented a child, probably their age or even younger than them, and the significance of remembering. And I think the significance of acknowledging that this has happened across Canada. And it was very powerful. And he asked them to do it silently so that they could reflect, I think, on the significance of what this meant. And I think the chief has really done a good job of educating the students about what has been happening with all the graves that have been found at residential schools throughout Canada. The more that we learn, the more that they realize that how unfair our Mi'kmaq children were treated in the past. It's so great to see, you know, a school so involved. When I was growing up, there was no mention of reconciliation in school, no mention of residential schools in school growing up. And, you know, for a lot of people, they're just learning about a lot of this history just in the past couple of years. What are some other 
What can other educators do to further children's knowledge and deepen their understanding of the legacy of residential schools? Our First Nations communities, if people asked, I think that there would be a lot of people that would come and discuss reconciliation or talk about their culture. There are a lot of people that are from our First Nations communities that would come to schools to talk if they were asked. That's one thing I think we could do is that you could invite more people into the schools to talk to our children. I think there are a lot of activities to that you could be doing. I certainly know too that children learn by doing. I know that our First Nations children, if they were invited into schools, that it would be very impactful, I think, for other schools for sure. Now that Truth and Reconciliation Day is now a national holiday, I think there will be many opportunities for them to learn online, I think, about a lot of various different aspects of reconciliation. But I think having people from First Nations communities come to schools is very impactful. And I think that would really make a lot of difference. Yes, we can learn about, you know, how to make bannock or making drums and whatever. But I think knowing, first of all, about the history of our First Nations people from the time they came here 13,000 years ago, or that they've been here for 13,000 years and what their life has been like the last 13,000 years, I think if people understand or know a little bit more about it, I think then we can start teaching more about culture and what does regalia look like. But I think it's important, I think, to know the life of our First Nations people, maybe even have people come and, and certainly talk about that. Yeah, to hear it from the First Nations themselves, right? Because I know yeah. for a lot of years, stories were being told on behalf of First Nations, you know, by government, by media. But to hear it from First Nations people themselves, I think, is really impactful. And, and you know, it builds that relationship between your community and that community. And I think that's that's really what it's all about. For sure. In your role as principal, do you see any bigger issues moving forward that might be kind of difficult to overcome related to reconciliation? I do. Our children are more accepting of differences, of of the knowledge they know about reconciliation and of our First Nations children. And for me, what I find are some of the barriers is the attitudes that some of our adults have. And maybe it's through lack of understanding or maybe it's lack of knowledge. Mm-hmm. But I, I feel that we still need to work on reconciliation with the adults in our community. And therefore, I think if we continue to educate our children through the years, then I think that will certainly have an impact because I know the children go home and talk to their parents. And I know they often talk about some of the exciting things they do, but they also, I think, have been lately talking to their parents about some of the impactful things that they have done that really do make you stop and think about reconciliation and what it really means. I would love to see, I think, more of an engagement among the adults in our communities, in the broader communities, with regard to reconciliation, for sure. I liked that our children and our staff are wearing orange shirts pretty much once a week. And they're not just saying that on September 30th, it's orange shirt day, and then the rest of the year we forget about it. So For us, I think reconciliation and respecting the culture of our First Nations people is every day of the year. And it's really nice to see children and staff wearing the orange shirts throughout the year. That's an important thing to always keep it in the forefront, I think. I I agree. I I think that's really important. And, you know, I've heard that perspective from a lot of First Nations people, myself included, that, you know, it's the orange shirt is not just to be worn one day a year and then hung back up in the closet and forgotten about. And so keeping that at the forefront and, you know, remembering that throughout the year. What do you ultimately hope that children, students take away from these initiatives that um, you work on both internally and externally with the school, with Abigail First Nation, with all the 
elders, indigenous folks from across the island. What do you hope that these children ultimately take away from these initiatives, both indigenous and non-indigenous? For me, number one thing is education, making sure that our children understand understand the Mi'kmaq culture, but also understand what reconciliation is and how they as small or young individuals can promote reconciliation themselves. What can I do as a, as a kindergarten or a grade three or a grade eight student to make sure that I am following, I think, some of the rules, I guess, or the knowledge of reconciliation in how I treat people. Also, the education about many of the students in our school. So our First Nations students, I really try to promote them telling about their culture, them telling about their history, them telling about the knowledge that they have about their dancing and drumming. It engages our First Nations students and it gives them some leadership skills as well, but it also gives them pride, pride in who they are as a person and pride in their culture. And I think that is so important. And it also, for me, is important that all of the students have appreciation and reverence for nature. And I think our Mi'kmaq people are the best people to demonstrate reverence for our natural world. Being in nature for children is so calming. It is so good for their mental well-being that I think we need to make sure that our children are learn more about nature and they learn more about how to take care of our natural world, which I think the Mi'kmaq people are exemplary in that area for sure. Absolutely. It's a sacred connection, you know, to, to yeah. nature and to the this big, beautiful planet that houses us all. Yes, for sure. We started, and I mentioned it to you before, that we started probably about six years ago with a wigwam that was built by Elder Junior Peter Paul. He has also been to our school with a Mi'kmaq friend from Nova Scotia, have come to the school with a birch bark canoe. But the birch bark wigwam was really neat because he made it from harvested birch bark. He used a spruce roots that he had was soaking in a bucket. It was made the way that traditionally the Mi'kmaq people made the wigwam. Mm -hmm. And for us, it was very important. It took him many days to make it, but he educated the students as he was doing it. They learn about the traditional ways in which the Mi'kmaq people lived and continue to do things. And Georgina Francis, our, our liaison person, again, is another person that promotes the culture. She is teaching our kindergarten students numbers and she's teaching older students Mi'kmaq songs all of the time. Mm -hmm. And she is teaching, we have Mi'kmaq posters and all throughout our school with, you know, days of the week and various vocabulary in Mi'kmaq. She is always doing anything she can to promote our Mi'kmaq culture amongst our students. And it's really nice to see that from someone who speaks the Mi'kmaq language and is trying to promote and teach our youngest children the Mi'kmaq language too. So there's so many things that I think our children are continuing to learn, both our First Nation students and our non-First Nation students, because the Mi'kmaq language, it's all of the children in our school that are learning it. She works with a music teacher and they teach songs. We, when we have a Remembrance Day ceremony, we always have a, a Mi'kmaq song of remembrance. And throughout the year, we're, again, we're learning about the Mi'kmaq culture. And we also, in, we incorporate it in pretty much every activity that we do in our school. So it's significant and it means a lot to us. That's certainly evident through all your initiatives and actions that you've taken and and certainly lucky to have a liaison like Georgina Francis. I, I meant to ask you this earlier, but because I know we spoke about it once and it was uh, something called the knowledge path. And it was something that, yes. um, yeah, and I'm just wondering if you could speak a little bit about that. So our goal in the next couple of years is really to promote importance, I guess, with our natural world and in nature. And for, for me, it's also a social emotional kind of 
of activity as well. But our plan is to develop a knowledge path. So right now we have an outdoor classroom. As I mentioned earlier, Breslin Knockwood had come in. He had made Bannock with our student, but he also has come and we have a school garden. So our goal is to create We'd like to have areas throughout this knowledge path area. So we're going to be looking for grants. And what we want to do is that we want to have areas where students and the community, where they can learn about our Mi'kmaq culture. So it could be through one of those QR codes where you would put your phone there. And, and then you would learn about something from the either an area in PEI that is First Nations, or you would learn something about the history of the Mi'kmaq people. Uh, we would like to do have some some music areas. We would like to have some areas where we would grow plants and grasses and whatever. So this is something that we're just in the planning stages now and hope over the next couple of years at our school to have a knowledge path where you can walk through nature, you can do activities, and you can learn about the Mi'kmaq people and the area surrounding our community. What we want to do is start at one corner of the school area and go to the very all around the outside of the school and be able to take your children of any age and to walk through and learn as well as to have some fun in, in nature, but also to do some activities. And so we have that in the works for sure. That sounds like a wonderful initiative, you know, and yeah. it, essentially an educational trail and learning on the land, learning through seeing in the way it connects to Indigenous culture. I look forward to uh, that initiative rolling out and I may be out to Mount Stewart for a walk in the, <laughs> in the near future. That would be um, nice. So I just want to say, uh, Willalan, thank you uh, once again, Mary. I I really appreciate your time today. And thank you for having me join you today. I want to say, Wulalio, thank you to all those who are listening and stay tuned for our next monthly episode. I'm Sitnogama, all my relations. To find out more about Ulnui and the Megamot Rights reconciliation process, visit ulnui.ca.